Hello everyone, my name is Katherine Fox. I am the philanthropic advisor here at Arnerich Messina, and I'm very excited to be joining you all today uh, with two very special guests, Christine Arnerich and Kate DeGraw. Christine Arnerich is one of the founders of Arnerich Messina, and um, Kate is the director of the I Am Learning Partnership that Arnerich Messina helps to run. And they're here to talk to me today about the challenges um, that some of students and our students and families in our community are facing, um, what they're doing to help those affected by this COVID crisis, and how we can all get involved. I'm going to start by introducing each of them briefly and then turn it over to them to tell you what they're doing. As I mentioned, Christine Arnerich is one of the founders of Arnerich Messina. She's helped to guide the firm for the past 29 years. She is deeply committed to her community and serves as executive administrator of our community outreach programs, including oversight responsibility for the award-winning I Am Learning Partnership programs. Kate DeGraw has directed the I Am Learning Ship Partnership for over 25 years. Kate has built the partnership around her love for students and her commitment to their success. She is a fantastic educator and an invaluable resource for our community. I'm so excited to have both of them here with us today for this conversation. Christine and Kate, the first question I wanna ask you is about the unique issues affecting Portland's students during this crisis and how you guys are mobilizing to help them. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you for having both of us today. We are very honored and excited to talk about a cause that's really, really dear to our hearts. Uh, early on, we really recognized immediately that these families that we support in school primarily with support for literacy and education would be navigating problems that they already deal with on a daily basis and with the limited resources that they 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 always deal with it just adds exponentially to the program to the problems that they're navigating right now many of these families don't have access to technology or internet so that is a huge issue for all of them they also um, have limited means for transportation and also limited means to continue to feed their families. Many of the students rely on breakfast and lunch being served at school on a daily basis. So in, immediately we identified all these needs. And then as we come online for um, education again, this is really challenging for these families, especially if the student is the only English speaker in the family. I'm gonna turn it over to Kate right now um, to talk about exactly some of the steps we're taking. Thank you. Thanks, Christine, and thank you, Catherine, for having us on. Um, I Am Learning Partnership through Arnerch Messina is helping our vulnerable families and our community in a myriad of ways. But one important thing to keep in mind is the undocumented families in our communities. Undocumented families don't have um, any rights for food stamps um, and often they're the last to reach out for help just out of out of fears in their community. Um, one of the main concerns we have for the families that we work with 
is food. So we have been providing weekly um, delivery of groceries. Um, we're trying to get into their houses, you know, grains and proteins and, and some staple items that they can um, add to their normal weekly household grocery needs. Um, as Christine mentioned, a lot of these families rely solely on public transportation. And so, you know, getting to a food bank and bringing a box home is, is really difficult for a lot of families at this time. So our weekly deliveries um, are dropped off on the front porch. There's no face-to-face -face contact. We often can wave through the window um, at our families, but we're, we're doing it in a very safe way. Um, these weekly deliveries um, also include math and reading curriculum. We're um, making this curriculum based on every student's needs in each household. So we're trying to make sure that we're giving opportunities for curriculum that a child can perform on their own without a lot of adult help. Um, some, some families are single parent families. The parent is working all day and children are home alone, so there isn't any support. As Christine mentioned earlier, some families, the student is the only English speaker in their household, so they, they too don't have a lot of parent support when it comes to homework and, and hands-on curriculum. The other um, aspect we, that, that we're working on is, Christine mentioned that a large part of what we do is with literacy in the school district. Right now, the public libraries are closed and that's primarily a way that a lot of lower income families are able to have reading materials in their house and they're all closed. Uh, so we've been delivering books. We've been delivering used books that we've been procuring from friends and family and Arnert Messina co-workers. We, but we've also happened upon a connection with a local bookstore in our neighborhood called a Children's Place Bookstore. They, um, although they're closed, they're, they're uh, working with people over the phone and conducting curbside pickup. And they've been, they've given Arnert Messina and I Am Learning Partnership a price break based on the mission of why we're purchasing the books. So I feel very lucky that it's, it's a little bit twofold in my mind that we're able to help a small independent bookstore in our neighborhood. And in turn, they're providing us a really terrific service. So we're able to get brand new books and used books into these homes on a weekly basis. Um, <laughs> knowing that children are home all day and online learning and curriculum only goes so far, we also decided that it's really important to deliver weekly art supplies and craft projects. Um, it's really important to keep these little busy hands engaged during the seclusion that we're all experiencing. Um, these weekly touch points are also a really good way to be able to meet these families' needs as the needs arise. You know, this is all evolving for us, and sometimes we can't exactly predict what families need. But going back to the single parent household, uh, as an example, Portland Public Schools is giving away Chromebook computers to households in order to participate in online learning, but the pickup times are during the work day. And a lot of parents cannot um, take time off work 
to conduct such errands. So we've been able to pick up this technology and put it in our weekly deliveries, which has been really important to these families. The other, uh, the other reason our weekly deliveries are important is it's in, in general, it's a, it's a communication touch point. The school counselor, Irvington school counselor for whom we, whom we work with is also including important information on community resources for food, mental health resources, and general health resources. The Irvington School Reading Specialist will be including parts of her curriculum in, in our weekly deliveries in order to assume some continuity for these children um, from how they had been learning before school closed. So I feel like we're not, not merely delivering goods, but we're delivering goodwill, we're delivering peace of mind and comfort. We're, we're helping these families understand that they are still connected to school, that we do care about them and that we're listening to their needs. Um, just a, as a quick aside this week, it was exciting to be able to include 160 plastic filled Easter eggs, oh. um, you know, things like that to bring a little bit of joy into this hard time that we're experiencing. Wow. Well, thank you, Kate and Christine. I want to commend both of you for the fantastic effort that you've put in to organize, you know, delivery of, of so much, not just food and, and needed services, but Kate, as you mentioned, those or maybe more intangible things that we're all looking for during this time where we, you know, we're all unsettled and anxious. Um, I think probably children and children who are in maybe more stressful home situations in normal times more than anyone. Can you tell for those individuals and, and families that are out there listening, what are the most effective ways that they can help support this effort? Is it through donations of goods, time? How can we all get involved at home? Oh, thank you, Catherine. We're, we're so excited to have this forum to speak with everyone around, around these needs and, um, and help everyone in the community to find ways to help their local schools as well. Um, one way we would suggest for everyone is to call your local school, to call your local grade school, high school, middle school, and ask and inquire. Um, it's usually the child development specialist, Kate can speak to this a little bit more, but the child development specialist who would maybe be conduit, remember all these, all staff is back in the schools now. It might not be easy to get a hold of them through um, the phone. So I would say going online, looking at the school, uh, adding, looking at the email addresses for the child development specialist or education, um, the education specialist in the school and or the principal, contact them, ask how you can help. And, and I think that would be a really good conduit. I'm gonna let Kate uh, speak a little bit more specifically to what the, how everyone in our own community can help with our efforts at um, Irvington School. Yes, thank you. Uh, 
literally we are taking book donations as i mentioned earlier um getting reading materials into these homes is really essential at this time so again through a children's place bookstore on northeast fremont we are able to secure um, book donations over the phone and then i pick them up once a week we are also asking um, friends neighbors and employees to check their own children's bookshelves to see if there's any old books that can be downloaded for this cause. We'll, we'll take any books. Um, the, other, the other items that are being purchased from a Children's Place bookstore um, to supplement the book delivery are puzzles and games. Puzzles, games, and art paper, honestly, are really essential to get into the homes as well. Um, Christine mentioned uh, contacting your local school, that's a terrific idea. I usually, the school counselor has a really great pulse on what is needed and what is going on. So I would work with a local school counselor and the principal to see, you know, what exactly is needed in their community. Um, we're also accepting donations of certain foods, such as cereal, which is quite expensive. And knowing children might be home all day by themselves, we're also seeking donations of healthy, organic, single-serving, prepared foods that a child can prepare easily at home by themselves. Um, we've also lucked out and recently accepted a large donation from a local dentist called Bling Dentist of toothbrushes and toothpaste you know, tooth health is an important aspect of our overall health. And it's things like this that go by the wayside. Families' needs need to be put towards housing and transportation and their own their own groceries. So those are some basic ways that you can donate directly to our program to help our community. But I do encourage people to reach out to their local school as well as the food bank in their area. Food banks are experiencing shortages right now, as well as Meals on Wheels programs. So if anybody would like to reach out to those organizations, they directly, they directly serve the most vulnerable populations in our communities. Thank you, Kate and Christine. And that's a great segue into uh, my last question, which is, what are some of the other urgent needs for our communities? I know you were both on the front lines of helping students and, and by extension their families get what they need during this time. Um, but where else do you see uh, the, the safety net that may or may not exist failing during this difficult time? That's such an important point, Catherine. Um, Schools are struggling in unprecedented ways. This is something that we have not experienced as communities, as a nation, uh, around the globe before. Uh, it will be a work in progress. Um, we hope as we move into this, you know, throughout the rest of the school year and into the summer, which is one of our primary concerns, summer slide is huge and is a huge dynamic that we always address in our programs during the summer. These children who are already on the margins for achieving state benchmarks currently 
will need as much support as possible and we're working on ways. So this is where we're kind of really evolving right now to see where we can make those impacts and, and in literacy and math with these children. Um, I'm gonna have Kate you know, speak to this a little bit more, more clearly because she is on the front lines with the school in formulating plans right now. But it is just a huge, huge problem and equity is a huge problem. Obviously, if students don't have the technology at home nor, nor internet resources, they can access in the same way that other students can. And even for families who have both parents working at home right now and have that need computers and technology, and maybe two or three students that need computers and technology, it's really hard. It's really hard um, to, to satisfy all these needs in almost every family right now. So um, there's just so much to be addressed. It's all new. Everyone's working overtime to get there. But I think bringing all of this to the awareness of um, our communities and our nation, that education has to be a, you know, a constant priority. I hope this increases the awareness of how valuable our teachers are and how valuable education is. Uh, as parents work with their children, I think they're realizing this more and more. But Kate, you can speak to some of, of what we're experiencing right now as education comes back online. Yes, so equity in education is a fundamental issue that we try to deal with in IM Learning Partnership. Christine mentioned the summer slide. To address the summer slide, for years now, we have conducted free, all-day, six to eight weeks of learning, mostly literacy-based, for up to 45 children per summer. I'm already getting phone calls from families who have attended our summer school programs, hoping and wondering if we will be able to conduct summer school programs this year. They too are already aware of the discrepancy in their own children's education at this time. Maybe they haven't received a computer yet. Maybe their teacher hasn't started online learning yet. There's a lot of variables and there's a lot of, unfortunately, there are a lot of questions and there are a lot of unknowns. The weekly delivery of curriculum based on each of our students' needs is a, is a resource that we are going to fully, fully back every week. It's a one way that we can continue to help support their math and literacy needs in a way that is understandable for them and in a way that helps bring it offline from their parents helping them. So we're going to have to be creative this summer about addressing these equity needs. And we already have some ideas that we're brainstorming about how we might be able to reconnect with some of these students, perhaps on a smaller, more individual scale during the summer once the economy and the shelter in, in place measures have opened up a little bit. In the meantime, food is really a huge concern. As we mentioned before, Many of the families on our caseload 
rely on public transportation, which is honestly not very conducive when you have a large grocery shopping order. It also exposes them as it exposes all of us when we're out in public and on public transportation. So food is really a, a critical need right now. And if you don't live in the Portland area, I do suggest again, contacting your local food bank as well as your local Meals on Wheels programs. Um, we talked about calling your, your local school and connecting. There, there most likely is a community service outreach already happening that you can donate and help support. Um, lastly, I'd like to say that at this time, we're all experiencing shelter in place orders. And it's evident to me that the human connection is a missing piece. It's times like these that it's really important for us to, all of us to reach out, check in on our neighbors, check in on our friends, let them know we're thinking about them, do they need anything? There's nothing more exciting than dropping off these weekly deliveries and being able to wave and smile to our folks through windows and blow kisses and try to talk through the windows. It just makes me realize that the human connection is missing. We're social people and there's a lot of loneliness right now. And uh, I just, would like to say reach out, reach out, let's all connect. We're all in this together. Thank you so much, Kate. That's a, such a great reminder of, you know, what what's really great about, you know, being human and living in such a supportive community. Um, and your role as well, being able to see students on a daily basis and, you know, really be that, that rock for those students, that constant presence. and. It's true, we're all missing that human connection and I think in its place, the work that you and Christine and everyone else who's supporting the I Am Learning Partnership are doing is um, filling in those human gaps and human connection with so much creativity and so much resilience. Uh, I just wanna thank you for everything that you're doing um, for the students, for our communities, for putting the word out there. I want to remind everyone listening, and if you're interested, if you'd like to support the Irvington School and the I Am Learning Partnership, uh, they are looking for donations of cereal, of healthy, organic, single-serving prepared foods for kids who may be at home feeding themselves all day, um, as well as book donations, which can be made or ordered through a children's place bookstore in addition to uh, puzzles, games, or art paper to help keep kids entertained and, and give, give them an outlet throughout the course of the day. Um, Kate and Christine, thank you again. Thank you for everyone who are listening. Um, I hope that you feel inspired to give back to your community and empowered by the resilience that our communities are showing during this incredibly difficult time. Thanks, Catherine. It's been an honor to talk with, with both of you today. And we, we really encourage everyone to reach out. The connection piece is so important. The need is huge. And I know that we're all extremely busy, but just taking a moment out of the day to say, okay, now I'm gonna do something for my community, I think will have far reaching effects. Thank you to everyone. Thank you, Catherine, for including us in this podcast. It's 
very important to get this message out and I'm honored to be a part of it. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to Arnurch Messina's podcast. Please see the podcast description for important copyright and disclaimer information. 